The death toll is in the thousands. The worst earthquakes in 200 years rumbling through Turkey and northern Syria. It's a reminder of earlier quakes in biblical times that changed the landscape of what today we call the Holy Land. Rescue teams the world over, descending in the rubble, still hearing the cries for help from those alive, but trapped under more than 6,000 buildings that collapsed. One entire prison holding ISIS prisoners was leveled with many terrorists escaping. But the tragic earth-shaking is better sensed in the story of one. The cry of a baby, a newborn, led those searching to save the child who was still attached to her mother who had died shortly after giving birth. People still trapped are using cell phones to call for help and offer their locations. Certainly, signs of the end times. For Christians, we must not fear, though the earth gives way. Be ready. The Son of Man is coming. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And you've joined me for a series called Return to the Hiding Place. I believe that the word of the Lord must be an arsenal for us in this life. When Satan came to Jesus in Matthew 4, our Savior used the Word, God's Word, to resist the temptations. The Word was his weapon. The Lord has hidden so many wonderful gems in his Word that provide us with strength and grace in our times of need. All we need to do is seek them out. As we live day by day, we will inevitably step on many of this world's hidden landmines, Or sometimes events just happen, like wars or earthquakes. Where will we turn in those times? What do you have in your arsenal to defend yourself against the legions of troubles that are hiding right around the corner? My prayer is that you have the Word hidden in your heart, because the Word communicates to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Only the Word has the power to change us dramatically. I invite you to stay with me as we find more verses together to place in our spiritual arsenals so we can overcome the trouble this world has to offer. And then a little later, we'll hear some thoughtful words from a friend of mine who went home to be with the Lord a few years ago. When you think about how life unfolds, we actually have very good reasons to be anxious and fearful because we're vulnerable, always. We have good reasons for anxiety, we have better reasons for courage. The late Dr. David Pallison, a longtime friend of mine, you need to hear his words. They ministered to me, and I know they'll minister to you. And speaking of encouraging words, we've been looking at the life of Corrie Ten Boom the last couple of weeks. She and her Christian family lived in Holland in World War II, and they were called to hide Jews from the Nazis. They knew the risks and eventually ended up in concentration camps themselves. It was very dark there, but the Lord was with Corey. When you are with Jesus, the worst can happen. And it did. But the best always remains. There's no darkness that Satan can create that will shut out the light of God's never-ending love for you and me. The late Corey Ten Boom. You can learn more about her extraordinary life by watching the two-DVD set called The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place. 
The original movie was produced by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures, and the sequel was produced only a few years ago, focusing on the young people around the Ten Booms who helped them smuggle and hide Jews in Holland and stood up to the Nazis. Both movies show how Christians were prepared for the worst of times because Jesus was with them. So after this time together with me, you can call us. We ask for you to make a gift to the ministry. But when you do, be sure and ask for The Hiding Place and return to The Hiding Place DVD set. Our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go on our website after the program. Watch some of the videos we have there about Corey's life. And then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open the program from the first volume of his Resurrection Letters. Here's Andrew Peterson and Izzy Worthy. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? You could see it all made new Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah the grave. He is David's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he Spirit move among us And is Jesus our Messiah Hold forever those He loves Does our God intend to dwell again with us Who conquered the grave 
singing about promises from the scripture. There's a line in that song we just heard by Andrew Peterson that asks, is it good that we remind ourselves of this? And then the chorus responds singing, it is. One of the finest new hymns written in a long time, the song is called, Is He Worthy? It's a great reminder to fill our hearts, to stock up our arsenals full of scripture with God's promises. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, a program we're calling Return to the Hiding Place. The Word has the power to change us. It's so important that we hide it in our hearts. But we must remember that knowing God's Word doesn't save us. Even the devil and his fallen followers know Scripture. They know how to twist it. And it reminds me of a scene from the Shawshank Redemption when the warden of the prison came to visit Andy Dufresne. He had been wrongly arrested and convicted of murder. It was their first encounter, and the guards were making sure his cell had no contraband. When the warden walked in, Andy was reading his Bible. Pleased to see you reading this. Any favorite passages? Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh. Mark 13.35. Always like that one. But I prefer, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John chapter 8, verse 12. Lagomar! I almost forgot. I'd hate to deprive you of this. Salvation lies within. Yes, sir. A scene from the Shawshank Redemption. The main character, Andy Dufresne, living out his sentence in the Shawshank Penitentiary in Portland, Maine. The guards were severe, but it was the warden who was most feared. You heard Andy quoting scripture with the warden, but here's the thing. The warden was the vilest character in the entire movie. Throughout the movie, he exploited his inmates to make thousands of dollars on the side. He ordered the execution of a young prisoner because he had proof that Andy Dufresne was innocent. He endorsed the abuse and mistreatment of many of his prisoners. The warden was anything but a godly man. This one scene shows us that knowing Scripture simply cannot turn a devil into a saint. It's not enough to know Scripture. 
Yes, we should know Scripture as well as the warden did, even better. We should submit our lives to what it says. And then remember what our Savior asked of his disciples. It's there in Luke six forty six. Jesus asked, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? And then he taught them about the man who builds on the sand and the one who builds on the rock. The one who builds on the sand is one who hears, even knows, but does not submit to the word. The one who builds on the rock hears, knows, and submits. What's in your arsenal? When the storms of life rage against the house of your life, are you on the rock? Are you on the sand? Anxiety, depression, sickness, these are common to all of us at one point or another. In a moment, I want us to hear some encouraging words about this from my late friend Dave Pallison. He was a Christian counselor, a brother in the Lord. He certainly taught me a lot about grace, unlike the prison warden who lacked the love of Christ in his heart. As Dave's life was coming to a close, it was the word and the love of Christ that came pouring out of him like a stream of living water. Just before he died, he wrote a commencement address for the graduating class at a seminary in Philadelphia where he was an alum. His message? Not accomplishments, not self-aggrandizement, nothing like your typical graduation address. His message was this. Do not be afraid to be publicly weak. Do not be afraid to acknowledge how deeply you need the grace of the Lord Jesus to stand firm. Do not be afraid to be open to the spirit of the word coming through you. To the world, the life of a Christian is a life of weakness, even foolishness. Don't be afraid to be publicly weak, because it's in your weakness the Lord's strength is magnified in your life. That's what it means to have the word and to have his grace in your arsenal. That's what it means to find refuge in the Lord. It means recognizing our tendency to hide weakness. In that graduation address that he was too weak to deliver, it was read in his behalf. My friend Dave Pallison offered a verse that all of us can use in times when we need it. Romans 8.26 tells us that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what to pray, but the Spirit prays for us in wordless groans. Are you feeling weak? Are the storms of life raging around you? Don't be afraid to be weak. The Spirit is there, especially in your weakness. There is one lie that continually plagues the Lord's people. It's the lie that you need to be strong in order to be faithful. That lie tells us that because you sin, because you've been diagnosed with a terminal illness like Dave had been, well, that just means you aren't truly godly. How do you fight that lie? If you're like me, your first impulse is to try harder, try better, so that you can show yourself worthy. But we need to see that doing that is hiding from the Lord. Jesus said he doesn't help those who think they need no help. He helps the least, the lost, the lowest. So think about that with me. He helps the weak. Fight that lie by acknowledging your weakness. And Romans 8.26 reminds us of what we need, the Spirit who helps us in our weakness. And then how does that happen? The Spirit prays for us. 
simple, but powerful. If you have faith in the Lord Jesus, then he lived, died, and rose for you. And then Paul says earlier in Romans 8 that the Spirit is alive in you. You can be strong because the Spirit lives within you, giving you his grace, his strength in your times of need. That's where we can take refuge in our time of trouble. Jesus telling us in John 16, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, he said, I have overcome the world. Our strength is found in the Lord. He took on flesh and overcame our weakness. What a gift from the Lord, from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit that we need every day of our lives. I want to wrap up with some words spoken by my friend Dave Pallison on this program back in 2017. After the horrible mass shooting in Las Vegas, we were all troubled by it at the time, but Dave turned us to the hope found in Romans 8.28, which is another promise verse for our arsenals to use in troubling times. You know, Charles, an event like this is so terrible. It, uh, it gives one pause before speaking. It, uh, it boggles the mind. One of the things that I think as a Christian has been profoundly written into my life, has meant the world to me, is that when you think about how life unfolds, we actually have very good reasons to be anxious and fearful because we're vulnerable, always. Something like this makes you extraordinarily aware of how vulnerable you are, but we're always vulnerable, and we have good reasons for anxiety. We have better reasons for courage. We have better reasons for hope. We have better reasons for trust. And that gets right to the heart of what our faith is about. It, uh, it's always unfortunate, but very common, when people try to make Christian faith or the Bible be in some way about promising us a ticket to an easy life, a life of where we're healthy and wealthy and happy and life is simply going along safely. And the Bible never is about that. The Bible is written to give us reasons to face the very hardest things imaginable. And they are there in the Bible, really hard things that people face. And there's ways where even in the most wonderful places of promise of God's love for us, I, I think of Romans 8, Paul is speaking of God's love, he gets saying that we are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. It's where you're helpless, where the, the, you know, the, those who would do wrong are so much more powerful. And it is exactly in that context of things that we actually can't control that Paul is driving home from half dozen different angles in Romans chapter 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ Jesus our Lord himself suffered what you could call a crime against humanity. And we are not immune as his beloved. We can experience hard things as well. But the promise of scripture is grown up. It's grown up faith. It's grown up. You're like a child in one sense and you're really a grown up in another sense that to trust a God that is actually nothing can separate us from his love. Hide away in the love of Jesus, your strength will return by his quiet streams. Hide away in the love of Jesus.
Away in the love of Jesus, sovereign grace music on this haven today, return to the hiding place. And when we began our time together, we heard Corey Ten Boom say how it was God's love for her that saw her through the worst of the Nazi concentration camps in World War II. She saw darkness all around, but the light of Christ was brighter. And she had an arsenal of God's word hidden in her heart that helped strengthen her faith, especially when it was weak. Every believer needs to see the double feature film DVD set that we have called The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place. Both movies explore how Corey's family and their Christian friends courageously saved hundreds of Jews in World War II in the Nazi occupation. But in doing so, they risked and sacrificed their own lives. The original movie was put out by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures, telling the true story that will surely bring you hope, as well as great confidence that God is in control, 
he overcomes no matter the circumstances. And then the sequel made a few years ago, exploring the story of the Christian teenagers who worked with the Ten Boom family to help smuggle Jews out of the country and resist the Nazis. Why don't you call us right now? Make a gift to the ministry, but ask for the DVD set. 100% we are supported by friends like you. Our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or visit our website. Experience some of the video we've put up with the late Corey Ten Boom. You can make your gift there and ask for the DVDs. The Hiding Place, return to The Hiding Place. Just visit us right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if God is using this program in your life, would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? That's somebody who agrees to pray regularly, but also gives automatically monthly to help us keep sharing Christ with others. Just ask about it when you call, or you can become a Haven partner when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Fear is something each and every one of us faces, but in different ways. Surveys usually tell us that people are less afraid of death and public speaking, more afraid to be giving a eulogy than to be the one in the coffin. But these aren't the only things that bring fear. Our world can bring fear too. It's a dark place. I don't need to recount the long list of tragedies from just this past month. It's scary. But Psalm 27 has a remedy. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The answer in Christ is, of course, no one. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.